Tiki Hut Media. Pop the top on your favorite beer or whatever you drink from Tiki Hut Media. This is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hey there, got my beer popped open. Ready to start a new episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast coming to you from our studios in beautiful Tennessee. And as always, we're talking about faith and life over a cold beer or whatever you drink. Today, we're talking about Advent. This coming Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent. Advent is the first season of the church year. In a way, it's the new year for the church. The beginning of Advent starts the new year for the church, beginning with the fourth Sunday before Christmas, and it continues through the day before Christmas, Christmas Eve. The name comes from a Latin word for coming. The season is a time for preparation and expectation for the coming celebration of our Lord's nativity and for the final coming of Christ in power and glory. We'll get Advent underway Like I said, it begins this Sunday, Advent, the season of Advent, and we'll talk about waiting upon the Lord that's coming up. And I want to take a moment here to say thank you for those who subscribe and support Soul Ramblings podcast. Seriously, I mean, no one, including me, wants to get more email. I appreciate the privilege of you inviting me into your inbox, and I hope your headspace as well. As a free subscriber on Substack, You'll get updates in your inbox, including blog posts, devotionals, and alerts when a new episode of the podcast drops. You can even listen to the new episode in your email. So Ramblings Podcast is supported by generous readers and listeners just like you. We have no grants, no ads, no institutional backers, no list selling. And I understand during these economic times, these times we're in, I know paying for every podcast or blog you subscribe to is not in the cards for everybody. I know I can't afford to pay for everyone that I love. However, if you can afford it, would you please consider a paid subscription to keep us going? I would really appreciate it. It's only $5 a month or $50 a year, and it's over on Substack. We have a link in the show notes of this episode where you can go over on Substack and engage with us and listen and read all about Soul Ramblings podcast. You can always see everything on our website. And remember, everything that is here on the podcast, the blog posts, the podcast episodes, it's all meant to be shared. So please feel free to do so right from your email or the website and tell your friends about Soul Ramblings. Whether you subscribe for free or you go ahead and do that $5 a month or $50 a year subscription. But if you can't afford it, no explanation is required. No worries. I want you to continue to read, listen, and engage for free. Either way, subscribe, grab a beer, come on in. All are welcome. And I want to thank you for being here. Well, here we are. We are in Advent. We are getting closer to the end of our calendar year. And this Sunday is the beginning of a new year for the church. And Advent is a season of waiting. Waiting is the hardest thing to do because it feels like you're not doing anything. And it seems twice as hard when you're young. I mean, when we were kids, Christmas always seemed eons away. 
and we think the end of the school year or our birthday will never come. As we 21st century folks certainly have an ever-shrinking attention span. I mean, our wealth and technology allows us to get to anything, virtually anything we want at any time we want. You just pick up your phone. Everything is sooner and faster and now. And man, do we love that speed, especially that technological speed. I know I do. I mean, do I have to wait 10 seconds for a web page to load? Are you kidding me? Get a faster connection. Get high-speed internet. Wait five seconds for a document to print on my printer? What's going on with this printer? I'm not getting that. Wait to let yourself cool down before sending that email or posting that social media rant? No, 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 no. I've got to go, go, go. You snooze, you lose. That's our motto. If anyone needs to learn the Advent virtue of waiting upon the Lord, it's us. Virtually, the only things we haven't been able to speed up or shorten are things like basic biological processes. It still takes nine long months to have a baby, whether we want to wait that long or not. And so if we want to be with Mary and her journey toward giving birth to Jesus, we've got to settle in for the long haul. We've already been busy doing other things for the first eight months, and now in her last month of pregnancy, we're just going to have to take these four weeks of Advent and wait. There's a scripture in Isaiah that has an interesting take on waiting. It's Isaiah 64 verses 1 through 9. And the writer is marveling at how different the God of Israel is from the other gods in cultures of the time. And then the writer remembers, when you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down. The mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard. No ear has perceived. No eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for him. The prophet's Surprised not just by the mighty deeds like earthquakes, the writer is equally stunned that here is a God who works for the people, and the people for whom God works are the people who wait for God. What's it like to wait for God? Well, a lot of us know exactly what that's like. We wait for God to explain why a family member died too young. We wait for God to open a path out of a marriage that is ended into a new place where healing might begin. We wait for God to reveal an open door back into a faith community where we've been hurt by so many churches before. And of course, virtually this entire year has been a time of waiting. 2023 has been nothing but a year of waiting, it seems. Maybe we are better equipped now than we ever have been to understand the often repeated biblical mandate to wait upon the Lord. The good news shared with us today is that God is working for us as we wait for God. And we're actually doing two kinds of spiritual waiting right now. We're waiting for the coming of the Christ child on Christmas Day, that glorious moment of incarnation when God comes to be with us in human form. That's a fixed endpoint that we know ahead of time. Come December 25, we'll be celebrating Jesus' arrival. But we're doing another kind of waiting, too. We're waiting for the signs of the Incarnation in our own lives. We're waiting to see the new and the next way that God will be present in our own individual time and place. God is with us, 
But where? How? That's how we keep company with Mary. As the watchful sentinels always on the lookout for the new revelation waiting to be discovered among the everyday. Patience is a hard-earned virtue, and many of us are deeply wearied. We are wore out by all the waiting we've had to do. All the times we've had to say no to ourselves and our children in order to stay safe and keep others safe. It might feel like 2023 is a year out of time, a wasted and empty expanse of that consisted of nothing but life on whole. But is that really true? Was this past year really wasted by waiting? Mary's time of waiting was almost as long as this past year has been. What has been blossoming and growing in your heart during this time of waiting? What new thing is ready to be born in your spiritual community, in your church, after a period of slowing down and really asking what is most important about church. How has your family found new strengths and graces by the call to adapt and all of a sudden have a lot of time together and new challenges with school and work? Mary's time of waiting was to a purpose. It had a goal and an end, and she faithfully pursued it with God's help. As you reflect on your waiting this year, what has God grown in you? What will be the gift you offer the world this Christmas as Mary did? It takes awake and alert eyes to see the grace, even amongst the suffering we've endured. But the good news is that the slow, necessary, at times painful work of being changed, of being made ready for the incarnation, is not up to us alone. God is the agent of our transformation as we wait. Knowing that reminds us that We don't have to figure all this out on our own. There's peace and comfort in the truth that as the endless days of waiting crawl by, God is active within us and our communities. Isaiah tells us in our scripture today, Yet, O Lord, you are Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. We are God's work of art, being painstakingly shaped into the vessel of incarnation that will bring the presence of Christ to the world. You are a masterwork, and a masterwork takes time. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul reminds us of what we need most to hold on to through the long, weary days of waiting for grace. You are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end. So look back on this year and see the strength with which you endured all the trials. See the creativity with which your spiritual community, your church, sought to walk together in new ways. See the call to justice and peace that rang even through our most bitter divides in our society. And know that it has all led to this, the season of Advent. The time of upheaval and waiting, of change and pause, of grace and truth. And so we pray and we stick together and we love one another and we wait upon the Lord. And Isaiah, the great prophet of the Advent season, announces the good news. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. 
And in the 13th chapter of Mark's gospel, Jesus says, stay alert. The very last verse, 1337, Mark 1337, Jesus says, stay alert. Or better put, some translations use the words, keep awake. Have you, have you ever stayed up all night? I mean, Christ calls his disciples and the whole church to stay alert, keep awake. This idea of keeping awake is at the heart of Advent, a time of waiting and watching. But it also calls to mind a very human thing, to stay awake when you would normally be sleeping. Now, those of you who are new parents certainly know what it means to keep awake, to be up in the middle of the night caring for a child, especially a screaming, crying child. Youth leaders everywhere have endured the whole process of a lock-in when the church is overrun by teenagers for an entire night who stay up playing games and doing Lord knows what while everyone else is asleep. There are also many professions, jobs that require keeping awake through the night, paramedics, firefighters, police officers, other first responders, military personnel, hospital night staff. They all must keep alert, keep awake during the wee hours of the night. Some cleaning, restaurant, retail, and factory staff have got to keep going, have got to get up and keep that vigil of working through the night to complete their work. At some point, everybody has cause to be awake through the night, whether for work, for play, for a child, or an ailing loved one, for an emergency, or for a long night out. Depending on the circumstances, it can be either exhausting, or it can be exhilarating, or some combination of both. There's a lot of people who just keep awake to accomplish something. There's a documentary called The Barkley Marathons, The Race That Eats Its Young. It's a hundred mile, it's over a hundred mile endurance race in the Tennessee mountains. It includes five loops of 20 miles. Those that participate in it will tell you that the loop is actually closer to a marathon or 26 miles. The race is about a third on trails and two-thirds off trails, and runners often get lost. The loop goes over mountains and through huge briars, and over the course of the race, runners gain and lose 60,000 feet of elevation for a total of 120,000 feet of elevation change. Now, to complete the race, it takes five loops, and almost no one finishes. Runners run day and night, and they have only 60 hours to complete the race. If they sleep at all, it's only for an hour or two over the course of that 60 hours. You talk about keeping awake and trying to stay alert. The start of the race is variable. Runners are told to show up at a particular day and time, but the race start time varies according to the race director's whims. A conch shell is blown sometime within a 12-hour window, that signals that the race starts in one hour. This could be any time between midnight and noon. Some years, the race begins in the dark. Some years, it doesn't. Keep awake. Stay alert. The co-creator of the Barclay Marathon says, says this, People who have trouble with any of the various last-minute or informal race details are not going to do well on the course because no matter what, It's not going to happen the way you planned it. That's essentially capturing the spirit of Advent and the theme of our our gospel from Mark today, Mark chapter 13. Keep awake, be alert, and remember,
going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. It's not going to happen the way you planned it. At the beginning of that chapter in Mark, Mark chapter 13, verse 1, Jesus is walking out of the temple in Jerusalem with his disciples when they point up and they cry out, what large stones and what large buildings? Most of the disciples, they're rural guys, they're country guys. After all, like many people who go to a major city for the first time, those huge buildings, they seem so impressive. And Jesus tells them, do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. Now, if you uh, imagine someone saying this in like Times Square today, you're getting somewhat of the effect that what Jesus is saying, he's telling them disaster is coming and it has a chilling effect on the disciples. Now, they're intrigued naturally and want to know more about all of this, namely when it will happen. Not much has changed. We still focus on that. Jesus tells them in so many words, keep awake, stay alert, and he doesn't give them specifics. And I would think, I imagine, because like the co-creator of the Barclay Marathon says, it's not going to happen the way you planned it. They want the specifics so they can make a plan when the best thing to do is to just simply keep alert, keep awake. As Christmas approaches, many of us begin or continue our fervent preparations to celebrate Jesus' birth. Clergy, musicians, choirs, they're all preparing for Christmas Eve services, and many of us prepare for travel or maybe loved ones coming or family dinners or community parties or frantically wondering what we will do or where we will go this year. The coming of Christmas creates in most of us a sense of both longing and urgency. We call ourselves to keep alert, keep awake, to work hard to get ready for this holiday that's coming whether we like it or not. And many years, it does not happen the way we plan it. We just have to adapt and adjust and keep awake. We have to stay on our toes. We have to keep alert. As we stress over the coming holiday, Advent calls us to prepare for something much bigger than the yearly arrival of Christmas. Advent calls us to pay attention to the world around us even as it's racked with suffering, violence, and hunger. This first Sunday of Advent coming up this Sunday begins a story of cosmic proportions, with the sun being darkened and the stars falling from heaven. Advent reminds us that our ancestors once called out for a Savior, and that we in the church wait for the return of one. We wait and we hope, knowing nothing other than to keep working, keep watching, keep alert, and keep awake. In our world that's torn and ripped apart by pain and division, we look at the pain all around us and we wonder, how long? How long will people in our own country and around the world have to live in fear in their communities, in their schools, and in their homes? How long will we live at odds with our neighbors and endure division in our own families? How long will people have to endure violence and hunger and pain right up to our own doorstep? In our lowest points, we're tempted to wonder if things will be this way forever. But this season that we begin on Sunday, Advent, has a presence that calls us to look deeper. It whispers to us urgently in the dead of winter, 
keep awake, stay alert. It is the call of urgency and longing, but also a call of promise. There is hope. Things will not always be as they are. Something is coming that's even bigger than Christmas. The world still waits for justice. The world still waits for peace. The world still waits for God. Like the marathoners and like the disciples, we wait in darkness, knowing that we cannot know the specifics. We can only stay ready for what we know is coming. Opportunity, victory, hope, peace on earth. Advent whispers to us, the night is long and difficult, but the dawn is coming. And as Jesus said in Mark 13, 37, And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. Glory to God. Amen. I invite you to get social with us and engage with us. You can always shoot us an email, soulramblingspodcast at gmail.com. Of course, you can get social with us, and I invite you to go over to Facebook and or Instagram and like and follow us there, and you can shoot us a message on either one of those platforms. We've got links in the show notes to those social media pages. And we also have a Christmas music playlist over on Spotify. In addition to our regular playlist that we have over there, links to both of those playlists are in the show notes. Be sure to join us next week for week two of Advent. And wherever you're listening to us today, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you could be listening on TuneIn Radio, Amazon, iHeartRadio, lots of places you could listen to us. If you're listening on any one of those or another platform, would you click subscribe right now? That way you never miss a new episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast. And coming up this Sunday on the Sunday Ramblings Devotional, that's over on Substack. You go over there and you subscribe and you'll get those every Sunday in your inbox. And we will have an Advent devotion every Sunday through the season of Advent on Substack. My favorite Bible verse, as I've told you many times, is Philippians 4, 8. And this is where Paul gives us a good place to start as we wait, because he says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And that'll help us in the waiting season of Advent. That brings us to the end of this episode of Soul Ramblings from Tennessee. I want to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time. I hope today's episode was beneficial, entertaining, and uplifting for you. I'm Jerry Wicker. See you next week. And as always, thank you for being here. And thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings Podcast. Grace, peace, cheers. for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production.